Hello, everybody. Today with me is a special guest, a performer, an entertainer, a comedian, and an acrobat. He started his performing career by studying the violin at age of four. Later, he delved into different disciplines of the artistic world while studying at various international circus schools. Today, he's successfully performing around the world with his awesome show as Duo Full House. With their unique range from comic cabaret to superb acrobatic skill, Duo Full House has won several international prizes on both on stage and television. Welcome, Henry Camus. How are you and are you on stage right now? <laughs> no, I'm not on stage. Hello, everybody. No, I'm at home in my in my kitchen, uh, enjoying the sun in in beautiful Ticino, the southern Italian part of Switzerland. Nice. And uh, wow. I'm not on stage because, as you know, there's a there's a pandemic starting to end. So I've been having a bit of a pause. Uh, what do you call it? A, a forced break. But but I do perform professionally, and I'm hoping to get back on stage very soon. I'm Kurt Bloom, a podcaster and property investor, and this is the Say Yes podcast, where I will talk with people who said yes to a change, to a new beginning. Are you one of them? Yeah, that, that's what I believe. You, you mentioned somewhere you can start performing a few days in the public again. And uh, tell us about your current program. Uh, what's happening right now? What's happening? Okay, well, here in Switzerland, things have slowly been opening up. Um, we had our first performance two days ago for 50 people because that's the maximum that was allowed. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that was the first performance since seven months. And that was the longest break I've had in uh, 30 years. We've been performing. I've been performing for 30 years and that's a long break. And I was it was really good to get back on stage. It was really nice. I really missed it. Um, I'm a very lucky guy because I do a job that I love and I love my job and I, and, and I, I want to work. I enjoy working and it's not really work. It's what I do. So COVID really threw a through us in front of a bus, all of us in the artistic trade. And um, we're really happy that things are starting to get back. And what's going on? What do we have? We have another show coming up uh, in a week or two, which is fine. We have to rehearse. We're a little bit rusty. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a very funny thing, Kurt, um, that we've been keeping fit. Uh, I've been training and doing all kinds of exercising and practicing and you know learning new pieces of music and, and, and really keeping fit. But the training that one gets in front of an audience, you, you, can't, you can't do that in a rehearsal room. It's just the, the magic quality that you have at a live performance. It just can't be practiced. You need an audience. <laughs> it's really yeah, funny. Exactly. Mm. You have never had uh, like the opportunity to, to have it um, some kind of live uh, uh, public or audience through video or uh, Facebook live, these kind of things? No yes, problem. I did. I did. Um, it's it's not really for me. Um, okay. I did actually several things. Uh, I did a live variety show that was mm -hmm. like streamed in Italy. I did a um, I did a, an interview on on Swiss television actually, yeah. which was um, if you know personally, I'm sure you know that. Yeah, uh, being a Swiss person, that was quite interesting. But then you have plexiglass. Oh, I just did a game show on on the Italian Swiss TV. 
And once again, no audience. Um, <laughs> it's, it's not, I, I don't enjoy it. It's not yeah. the real thing. It's a, it's a substitute. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people in the performing world that have actually gotten very good at this sort of thing that are, that are now, you know, specializing in zoom meetings and recordings, but I was always from the beginning, a live performer. I mean, this kind of thing exists already, which is it's called TV. TV is basically performing for an audience that's not with you in the room, really, unless you have a studio audience. And, and that was never my specialty. I can do it, but I basically said, no, I'll wait until things get back to normal or yeah. the new normal, and then I'll start up yeah. again. Mm-hmm. But you, you had the opportunity to, uh, to do the training in your own home, or you didn't go far away? No. How does it work then? We didn't go far away. We were very lucky. Switzerland had relatively lax uh, restrictions, so we could meet up. We had a group of friends that are also professional performers that from day one of the lockdown, we were together anyway. So we were like, okay, we're just going to see us, each other, And we're healthy. Let's, you know, let's just keep hanging out in our little group of like four people. And so we kept training with these people. And, you know, we have a room, uh, a rehearsal room that we could use with with mattresses and, uh, you know, um, gymnastic equipment. So we were able to do regularly things. And that was very helpful. I mean, during this this um, lockdown and time of no work, it was really important for me to have a regular rhythm to know I'm doing something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And and how do you see the future of performing your show in other countries around the world with the ongoing pandemic? Or uh, is there a solution? I think the solution is that things will get uh, turn into a new normal. I mean, I'm not an expert in these things, obviously, but um, they it seems as if I mean the public is hungry, hungry to go see shows. That you can feel it. Everybody wants to go back to the way things were. I mean, think of all the people that could not get married. Or, or have they could get married, but they could not have a proper wedding ceremony with, you know, with their friends and family. I mean, they're, they're having a party and going to the theater is, is part of human life. We need this. And I have a bone to pick with the governments when they say that the theater world or the, you know, the performing world is not relevant for the system. They call it uh, system relevance. You know, they say we, our branch was not life important but i believe it is i believe people have a need to laugh to 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 enjoy to uh, you know to to, to see theater yeah <laughs> i'm missing it i can see sometimes uh, uh emil steinberger you know on facebook he has some yeah. uh, jokes there uh, that's what i like but i would love to go to london and to a real theater and and enjoy performances you know Yeah. Yeah. I think we will be soon. I mean, apparently Broadway in New York City will be opening up in mid of September. They're already planning it. So that's a really good sign because it takes a long time to, to, to make that machine start up again. Um, what else is going with, on? Uh, I mean, with, with um, social distancing then or they can I pull the, don't whole, know. the whole I, audience there? I think so. I think oh, it's yeah. going to be normal. I think it's, wow. you know, because... America, <clears throat> America has been very quick at um, vaccinating the population and they're saying maybe they're going to have 70% and then it's yeah. um, then we're going to have herd immunity. And I mean, I, let, let once again, I'm not an epidemiologist, epidemiologist. I don't even know what it's called. A, uh, <laughs> a yeah. specialist. 
Yeah. And I just have to follow the rules that are there because I try and being good as a good citizen. I try and be, you know, do what's expected of me. Yeah. 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 Um, Henry, you uh, do a full house. It, it is actually you and and Gabi together. And how or where do you get your inspiration for your shows? Wow, um, various places. You can get it from anywhere. It's and that's actually the secret is you can get inspiration from anywhere. One time I remember we were in a in a show in Spain. And we had a day off, and we were like, uh, "Let's go to what, what do you do? Let's go to the zoo." And we went to the zoo, and we we stood in front of the cage where there were these snow owls, and we were watching these snow owls. They're like these very beautiful white birds, and, and we were laughing so much at what they did in the head, and, and and we got inspiration from that. So I never thought. And then that that same night, I learned how to say it in uh, in Spanish, and I was like, I integrated it three or four times in, in the show, and it became. Just you can get inspiration from gardening, from from watching a a, a painting, from talking with a two year old child. I mean, you and I think the trick to getting inspiration is to not really look for it is just to just be open, just to go and do something. And Mm. if your mind is fresh and clear you'll usually get in it and you'll make connections. That's what inspiration is, is making connections between things that didn't have a connection before between Mm. snow owls and, and a unicycle. (laughs) How do you do that? Boom. Something comes to your head and that's, that's, it's magic. Inspiration is like Mm. magic, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But, but actually a situation, you transform a situation in to another I don't know, situation, right? On stage then, like there's no owls. Uh, I don't know how did it work then on stage, but, but you see something and as an artist, you, you, you make a transformation of this, the, 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 the scene, what you have seen. Okay. Well, there's, there's a, um, there are different ways, I'd say. There's a nitty gritty, there's different techniques. One technique we use is uh, we divide it up into three categories. The first part is brainstorming, mm-hmm. but brainstorming where nothing is forbidden and everything is allowed. So the crazier the idea, the better. And, and the partner is not allowed to say, oh, I, that can't work. You, you, you really just keep be open. And, yeah, and yeah. one mm-hmm. idea leads to the next. That's the first phase. The second phase is the judge where you say, okay, now this idea, hmm, maybe not because... I don't know, we can't bring in 500 palm trees into the room or whatever. You start judging what you have. Mm-hmm. And the third stage is the artist who puts together all these ideas that have been sorted out and kind of connects them together more of a, in a manual sort of way. Like, you know, do we push them down? Do we do first this, then that? Mm-hmm. How do we leave that? So this, this three phase thing is a, is a technique we use often. Okay. With the first one being the most important, the brainstorming and the freedom to be just, you know, think of anything crazy. And that's good. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I understand. Fully understand. Uh, what was the worst situation that happened during one of your shows uh, or your biggest challenge? <laughs> oh, boy. There's a lot of them. Uh, the biggest challenge. Um, huh. Um. I'm just thinking about one time. We'll, my partner and I sometimes will have nightmares 
of uh, like like nightmares, you know, bad dreams where you're thinking about like, oh my god, we have to go to the show and I forgot my pants or or <laughs> or you know or or we're late or I don't know. But but what has happened? Um, we we've been lucky. We've been very lucky. Um, one time, my my partner, we one time together, we did a we did an acrobatic trick trick and she got very hurt and that was in the show and she dislocated her shoulder and and ripped all her tendons and we actually continued the show and finished it and that that was bad that was very bad yeah that was very bad we finished it and then she's like well i don't think i'm very good at all and um we even did a hard acrobatic trip after she fell uh we just kept going and all the adrenaline in your body is an amazing drug adrenaline you can do yeah, you don't feel anything at the moment. And then, you know, we brought her to the hospital and I had to clean up and she was there. And it's like, that was very bad. <laughs> but uh, I'd rather have an anecdote that's um, that's funny about, you know, a minor bad thing. Um, <laughs> one time I did a gig. This is nothing, though. One time I did a gig for for uh, for Nestle and I, I, I said it. It was a really good show. And then I said, um at the same, um, oh, by the way, guys, I really love, uh, what's that product? Um, Ovomatin, because I was convinced that Ovomatin is Nestle, but it's not, it's their, it's their competition. And the, we just did a really nice show and, and everybody was like, oh, boo. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oops, sorry. <laughs> so that was embarrassing. Really funny. <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was funny. It was like not the style of that particular show, you know? <laughs> That I so wish you, I didn't you, say. You do, do quite some uh, sponsored shows or like corporate shows in Switzerland? Yeah, we do often also? corporate shows. Yeah? We used to. I <laughs> uh, used, okay. No, we still do, but now there are no corporate. There's not, that hasn't started up again um, yeah. in a live manner because mm-hmm. I can understandably, I understand that companies don't want to take risks, you know, inviting mm-hmm. clients or employees to big groups so they don't have any parties um there haven't been many corporate events but we've done many corporate events in the past and hope to be doing some in the future as well mm. oh, okay and what was the farthest away you traveled with your show the furthest has been well from switzerland uh oh we were in like oh god one time we did a tv show in chile chile and we got in Chile, and that was quite oh. far because the plane <laughs> literally you go really far from Switzerland, you go all the way to Brazil, and then from Brazil you go all the way to, to Santiago de Chile, and then the, the plane goes back. It doesn't keep going, you know. And, and we went all the way for one week for one five-minute show. That was quite far. And also the other direction, Japan, is quite far. Not if you go over the North Pole, though. Just no, don't no. fly over Belarus. <laughs> but you've been in Japan. Yes, we've been in Japan five or six times. Oh, wow. um, one of the last gigs we did, one of the last shows we did was in Korea. And that was really fun. I really enjoyed that. That was that was very interesting. I, I love Asia. I love traveling, actually. My job, um, part of my job is, you know, is, is traveling. And for me, I enjoy that a lot. And of course, we were in Dubai, which is not far. That's Middle East. It's the yeah. Near East with you, Kurt. That's that how we know each other. That was a fantastic show. I still remember <laughs> Henry and Gabi and with the piano. <laughs> really great. Yeah. We enjoyed that very much. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you, you said you performed around 20, 30 years, right? And what have yes. you learned from all your experience as an artist? 
if I could do it all again, I wish I would enjoy it more, even more than I did. Mm. I did enjoy it, but, but performing is quite, um, performing has a lot of ups and downs. I think more than a lot of other professions. Um, maybe, maybe doctors have ups and downs as well. And lawyers, I, don't, I, I wouldn't know, but in performing, you get very nervous beforehand and then you get very euphoric and very happy afterwards. So, mm. um, looking back, I wish I had enjoyed even more. I wish I would just like, it's just a ride. We're here on this planet to have fun and to enjoy ourselves and to try and do something meaningful and creative. Mm. Yeah. Other human beings can appreciate, but mm. in the end, we're here to just enjoy the ride. So I wish I did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. I, I, I think, um, I mean, you, you put very much energy um, and like into preparation, right, for a show. And it's yes, maybe yeah. and when you say you, you're like nervous and uh, like very much focused. I remember when you came to Dubai, there's focus. How is uh, the, the stage? What is the equipment and everything? Where's the audience? And then you're always just until the point when the, the curtain opens, it's just focus on, 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 on this show and that it goes yeah. well. Yes, definitely. Sometimes I think about performing as being like climbing a mountain mm. in that you have being on a mountain expedition. So it's sort of um, you have the first part, which is the preparation. You have to think about what do I need? I need my my, you know, my climbing shoes. I need my my what do you call it? My uh, my belt. I need my rope. I need all my equipment. You pack it all up. Then you go to the mountain. That's going to the performance. And then you have to unpack everything and get ready for the performance, which is going to be going up the mountain. And then you actually do the performance. And that's mm. the actual climbing part. And that's where, like you said, when you get on stage and it's almost like becoming in an alternate reality. Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, performing is like climbing a mountain. So it has like the same, you know, the same kind of uh, things where you pack your bags, you drive to the mountain, you get to the mountain, you set everything up. And then as you're climbing, you become in this um, alternate state of, of awareness, which is your performing state, which is where time slows down. And you almost have like an alternate reality. When you hear a little noise in the back, you're, you're, you're aware of it because when you're on stage, you're, you're a little bit like the same person, but more, you give more of yourself. It's really nice, nice feeling. And you can train this too. And then you get to the top of the mountain, you climb up or whatever, you perform your show, you have your highlights and then you finish. And then you come down and you do the same thing back with you. Unpack your material, you put it back in the bags, you drive home and that's, that's the expedition. So I mm. kind of look at performing a little bit like a mountain climb. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just remember when I did the uh, organ concert, organ concert in the Kirche, in the church, mm. you know? a, a concert, it's also similar. And then, mm. and then like everything is, is comes together, like a few minutes before, uh, you know, you start your concert. And, but then you have only like step by step, you can't do anything. It's like, you know, you go ahead and uh, you just perform then, but it's, it's, Maybe in your brain is, is something else, uh, um, how we say, uh, going on than before the show. In the, before the show, it's like every, everything comes together. But, but mm -hmm. then when you start performing, you can do only step by step and uh, maybe right. you, you right. get more calm. 
Right. And then if you're playing a piece, maybe it's a piece you've played a thousand times, but you're in that three minutes. It, it can feel like an hour or there's no yeah. time. It's, it's without a time. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah. So, uh, Henry, what is your best advice to someone who wants to start a similar career like you as an acrobat and comedian? Comedian or an acrobat? I'm, I would say I'm less of an acrobat, more of a comedian. <laughs> What's my advice? Um, uh, it, well, if you have the calling, let's say this, if you know you want to do it, then just go for it. It's what it's, it's been said that there's no business like show business. And I believe that it's, it's, it's a funky business. It's very strange. And it's got its ups and downs, but it's really great. I mean, you know, after a show, you feel like you're top of the world. So I would say my advice to someone who wants to do it, if you really want to do it, if you know, it's for you, go for it, no matter what, because it's worth it. Um, and then I guess as a secondary thing, I would say, I sometimes I think there's two 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 things of thought, two schools of thought in show business. Some people say either you got it or you don't have it, right? You know what I mean? Like sometimes, oh, that person's got charisma. You know, they're they're a natural. And and if you don't have it, then forget about it. You can't do it. You're not. You're never going to be a star. Or you're never going to be good or something. And I don't believe that. I believe that anyone can find that that's special in themselves. I believe that. I believe you can work on, you know, changing yourself, on making yourself better, on making yourself different um, to a certain degree. So I think, uh, don't believe that when someone says, oh, you're not, you know, you're not made for show business. Oh, you're too shy or you're too short or you're too, you know, whatever. No, don't, don't just, if you want to do it, go for it and it'll come. It'll come. If you're true and you work hard, then, uh, then it'll work out. There's a lot of cliches in, in, in music. They say um, music is 99%, sorry, 1% inspiration and 99% perspiration. So that means you need a lot of hard work. There's a lot of practice involved. And, and I, I think that's, that's the key. Practice and be true. Yeah, practice. That's right. Practice, practice, practice. <laughs> yeah. Practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Yeah. Practice makes perfect, but only perfect practice makes mm -hmm. perfect. So yeah. I, there's a lot of cliches, but I mean, we've been, humans have been making art and, and performing for thousands of years. There's, there's a lot of know-how. Trust, you know, find your mentors, find your, your, uh, your forbids and what do you say, uh, your people you admire and, and learn from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's that. Yeah, I, I I fully agree. Yeah, and what what is your best success story you ever heard? The best success story? Yeah, you ever heard from somebody else? You mean or what? Yeah, from someone else? Uh, that's a big question. Uh, the best success story I ever heard. Uh, oh God, I don't know. I mean, people that. I'm trying to think. I can't remember who it was. Someone who would like the doctor said that they would never walk again. And then they were doing, you know, mm. backflips. Yeah. Um, when, when you think about that, health is number one. So a lot of times I have a friend who had some serious um, <clears throat> health problems and, and, you know, he survived and, and is doing really well. That's always a nice thing. <laughs> That's a yeah, success story. Right. 
<laughs> you know, um, yeah. is that luck? Is that hard? Uh, who knows? But I mean, if you come to performing, um, there's a lot of that being in the right place at the right time. You know, luck, he, they had the right the right thing they were doing and the right person saw it and then they went boom, boom, boom. Um, I, I try not to, I try not to be jealous or envious of people that have success, but it's hard sometimes because mm. sometimes it's, you feel like, Hey, how come that person, you know, got something and I didn't, how come, how come that person won the lottery? You know, somebody won $22 million and you say, <laughs> Oh boy, that's not fair. You know, I buy a lottery <laughs> ticket every day or whatever. So in the same it's, it's success stories are sometimes complicated, sometimes just lucky. I try not to, to let myself be influenced by them. It's hard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Tell us about the situation where you felt really happy and excited that you said yes for a change. Yes for a change. <clears throat> um, we, I probably one of the harder moves that we ever did when our children, my wife and I have two children. And when they were about three or four years old, we were living in Zurich and We'd already been living there for a while and it was time we thought, do we want to stay here forever? And we said, so let's move. We are in a profession we can move. And we moved down to the south to Ticino. And for those of you that know Switzerland, if you change cantons, it's almost like changing a country. Everything is different in every canton. And this canton even has another language. Uh, it's Italian and in the north it was German. And so we decided to move with the families. So this was, we said yes. But it took a long time. It took six months to realize that this yes was yes, we did it. <laughs> really. It was hard at first because we moved down here. We didn't have many friends. Um, every time I had to fill out a form, I was like, God, it's in Italian. How do I know? And, you know, I don't understand it very yeah. well. Um, the kids had to start a school in a language they didn't speak. And that they were like, oh, don't worry. The teachers were like, don't worry about it. It's September. By Christmas, they'll speak Italian fluently. You'll see. And, and that was what happened. So we made this, this risk of coming to a new place in a new language, a new culture. And uh, it was, you know, six months later, we were convinced, wow, this place is great. We love it. It's beautiful. It's not perfect. There is no perfect place. But we were really happy to have made that change. And I'm really happy Uh, <laughs> that we live down here and not where we used to live. And that was not easy. And that was also not a change like of one day. That was just like, oh God, should we, should we not? Or what do we do? You know, mm. it, it's complicated. It takes a long time to, to prepare and to do it. You can't just move a family, you know, overnight. Yeah. Mm. Does it affect uh, something for, for going for shows in, in Zürich, Bern, if you live in yeah. Ticino? Absolutely. It's not, uh, it was not a good choice for working. There's mm -hmm. less work down here. And we always have our, we have a very big tunnel, the Gotthard tunnel, which is blocked all the time. And if it gets <laughs> cut off, we are very, very, we're in a bad place. If we, you know, if the, if the tunnel gets blocked or if there's traffic, it's not good for work, but okay. that was the price we paid. We knew that. And, you know, you now when the sudden, yeah, we're not that famous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Almost my last question as I'm a property investor. What is your dream home and 
where would it be? Mm. Wow, that's a hard question. <laughs> but I almost have, I own my own home here in Ticino. So that's, we're close. We're lucky. Right. Um, I like having palm trees. Some people say that palm trees are weeds, very big, thick weeds. They're, um, they're not indigenous to a lot of places, but I like them. Um, <clears throat> oh, I love infinity pools are cool. I don't have one, mm -hmm. you know, those. <laughs> oh man. Um, we were on an Island that we, we had a performance for a Saudi chic, uh, in the Seychelles. That was quite amazing. This residence that he had, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Versailles. What's my dream home. I'm, I'm jumping around. What's my dream home, huh? Having a nice penthouse apartment in New York City in Manhattan would be a nice thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I could live with that. I think my dream home would be, I would not want a huge mansion of 20. I would rather have an apartment in New York, an apartment in, in Ticino, and an apartment in, you know, Monte Carlo, and then, and then have and be able to go back and forth. That, that if I had, you know, mucho money, that's maybe what I would do. <laughs> That's what I want to do between Manila, Dubai, uh, maybe Glarus, Zurich, and London. <laughs> Tokyo, maybe uh, additionally. Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I never really wanted to have a vacation home because I always felt like, you know, you have to do up the, you have, to, the world is so big. When I was younger, I, I used to think it's a shame to go to the same place more than once. But there's some cool places out there like like New York. I mean, like Dubai, like 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 Zurich that, you know, you have to come back to. And, uh, and it's also good to build up things as well. Now that I'm a little bit older, I think for sure it'd be nice to have uh, things. I mean, you can you can travel right now. It's very, very hot in Dubai. So uh, in summertime, I wouldn't be in Dubai. So. I would yeah. be maybe in Switzerland or in Tokyo. Um, maybe maybe Tokyo is also hot uh, sometimes. Oh, Tokyo is very hot. So yeah, that's they right. A, so, but uh, Switzerland bush. is fine and UK during summer and in wintertime in Dubai, Manila. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. UK, I would only come to visit. <laughs> ah, okay. No. When was the last time uh, you had been here? We were planned. We were booked to work at the Glastonbury Festival last year. And I was so sad because we were going to come in June. We were going to come with a camper uh, with the whole family. And Glastonbury, for those of you that know it, is, is the, the mother of all festivals. It's the world's best festival. I, I'm sure of it because I've seen many festivals and, and yeah. I don't think anything tops it. So we were really excited to go and perform in Glastonbury. And that got canceled because of COVID. Um, so our next... Um, that would have been our last time we were in, in London. We, we performed also in uh, ah, the Olympics. That was the last time I was in the UK for the Olympics. 12, we performed. Uh, 2012. Was that 2012? Yeah. Wow. That long ago. Okay. Yeah. We were, we were <laughs> there need to for. Come again. Uh, what's that? You need to come again to the UK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Come visit you. You can show us some property. Exactly. Yeah. We'll show you around <laughs> some penthouse in London. Okay, that we can't afford, but we can dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can have service accommodation, you know, a few nights only. Yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, Henry, um, where can listeners connect with you? Listeners can, uh, on our webpage, which is www.fullhouse.ch. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
full house as in f-u-l-l-h-o-u-s-e and that's the best place to see what we're doing and you know where we're going and and you can sign up for our newsletter and we'll send you our our tour plan when we get one which which should be soon very soon (laughs) great to hear yeah thank you henry for this entertaining and fun talk with you have a great weekend yes you too thank you court thanks and just say yes (laughs) 